Welcome to the Book Report Podcast with Allie and Rach. <laughs> I am Allie. And I'm Rach. And this has just been thing after thing after thing, disaster after disaster <laughs> after disaster. It is 10.08. Oh, it's Sunday night. So past the- our bedtime. 2023 the year of our the lord the year of our lord we're up too late <laughs> we can't get this to go well i've been looking for a computer charger for 30 minutes <laughs> haven't found one oh, okay spring break of spice we're going we're we don't know how much okay so ali and i have recorded this intro once before <laughs> and I so ineloquently said that I am simultaneously reading Bernie Sanders' new book, mm-hmm. and nothing really puts a cold, wet towel over a fire like a Bernie Sanders book. In a good way. You right? know, I know I love great, like yeah. I'm I'm all about you know the revolution, <laughs> but God, I'm also I was reading this while I was reading Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I'm reading like it's a tandem. Weird book with my dad and that's the Bernie Sanders book and but while I was on vacation reading that book I'm also trying to finish Darling Venom by Parker Huntington <laughs> and that's what we're doing this week and that's what we're doing this week couldn't think of two more different books I... in the whole wide world nope of literature nope think I think I think we covered it yeah the spectrum the you entire are. spectrum so really went from hot to cold back and forth mm-hmm for the past week. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'm I think I'm feeling some other vibes for books and themes. I kind of If I'm, there is a bridge to whatever we're going to read next, it was this book. It wasn't super spicy and the spice came at like 75% of the way mm-hmm. done. You you haven't even gotten there yet. Okay. Miss 40%. Yeah. Okay. Just I come clean. I'm coming clean. I was going to make Rach just tell me what happened and pretend I read the whole book. <laughs> I have not finished this. I want to finish it, and it's we'll get so into this, long. but I got to a point in the book where I thought, I can't do it. I can't continue on. But then I did, and was then I got really into it, but it was way too late in leading up to this recording. So I'm going to finish it. Rach is going to reveal. You I'm going to learn what happened. should finish it. And it I'm doesn't tell you happen. Yeah. No, it's, it's so... I loved it. Okay. So here's the... So this will be a weird one where like, I haven't finished it, but I'm going to. Yeah. You all get to learn how little I care about spoilers because yeah. she's going to tell me everything. I'm still going to read it. But yeah, I I do think I've been feeling more like fantasy vibes. Ooh. Or, or I'm trying not to go down a rabbit hole with this, but I would still read some romance, spicy romance books. I want, I want like a good guy romance like a good summer beach read where the the dude is a nice guy mm-hmm. i don't i don't want any more dudes with that that are like maybe we're not in enemies to lovers this season anymore maybe we're, that's we're entering it. a new our new era or if he's an enemy it's because she's the asshole in the situation mm, okay we have the but good i'm kind of tired of like oh, i'm attracted to like bad guys with problems i just want it to be like a nice guy mm-hmm. i want the spice but with a nice guy yeah kind of feeling like light-hearted summer Ooh, love it so i don't know maybe there's something like that but. so i'm gonna pull up my notes which if anyone ever found my notes Mine i'm sorry for you i am a up. psychopath so especially I in the spring break of spice don't give a shit about typos i'm kind mm-hmm. of a typo person i hate if I'm sending oh, I don't an email, care about 
I care a lot about it. And I want to make sure that I have the right apostrophe where it's supposed to be, obviously the right spelling, but in my notes, don't give a shit. But I always start my notes with the title and the author because that's Mm. what a regular person does. Mm -hmm. Except for this book, when I should have written Darling Venom by Parker Huntington, I wrote E, I'm something. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yes. You started off strong. Very professional. But it's Darling Venom by Parker Huntington, who is also a woman, which I started out the book thinking it was a male author, which I didn't love, Mm -hmm. but just decided to go with it because it was recommended Mm -hmm. by a TikToker. Do we want to talk about that first? Yeah. How we came about this book? I get a text saying, man, I want to read this. And I said, why? Because she's crying. Um, so all of this came from a TikTok. We're going to play the TikTok. Uh, very unprofessionally. This is not. <laughs> I don't know how to restart showing a Showing us that we are such millennials. I picked up Darling Venom last night. Not picked it up. I downloaded it off Kindle Unlimited. Thinking it was going to be a silly little romance book because I needed a little palate cleanser from reading A Certain Hunger. This is the cover. What do you think when you see this cover? You think, oh, probably like a morally gray character. It's going to be like enemies to lovers. It's going to be kind of funny in a way. That's what you think. Just to pause, the cover of this book is, we've never read a book that is just so obviously smutty. Yeah, So it's of a man, it's a photograph of a man, a white man that looks topless, Mm -hmm. and he's like breathing heavily on his arm. It's a very strange cover, but normally if we're going to read a smutty book, it's going to have a cover that is, Mm -hmm. that I respect. A respectable. A respectable cover. This, I did not respect this cover. This cover is so, so bad. (laughs) So that, I just wanted to enter just quick. Right, hot, wrong. First off, if you haven't read this book, I don't recommend looking up what it's about. Just read the trigger warnings first. Don't read what it's about. I read Enemies to Lovers. The first 10%, I'm like, there's no enemy. What is going on? This is not Enemies to Lovers. And then I got 10% in, right? Mm hmm. I sobbed. I tell you, I started reading it at 9 o'clock last night. Didn't stop reading it till 2 in the morning. Cried a total of four times. Actual tears falling out of my eyes. And I don't cry that often. Great book. I'm 60% through it. Not a silly little romance, though. Okay? Okay, this is Heaths.BookClub on TikTok. What's her? How do spell it? H-E-A-T-H-S dot book club. Heaths dot book club. So I was immediately like, I want, I don't want to look anything up about it. I just kind of want to read this random book that this person said. Thought it was going to be enemies to lovers. It's so much more. She cried. She stayed up till 3 a.m. Bring it on. Trigger warnings. Oh, trigger warning. Go like hardcore. Mm-hmm. We've talked before about yeah. how suicide is a trigger warning for both of us. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat. Right off the bat. Mega trigger warning there. Um, mm-hmm. my, my first note about this book was OMG. These are about, this is about children. Yeah. It gets so much better, kids. Because mm-hmm. So it's, the, uh. the whole book starts out, oh, let me, before we start talking about the book, I, oh, yeah. we have been drinking wine for with our tonight. families and friends for dinner tonight. And then when we decided to, we had to record because we're professional people that yeah. have this really professional podcast, we had not planned a cocktail. Mm-mm. So we're drinking my favorite kombucha. I don't remember. Oh, mocktail time. Mocktail. Oh, 
and I topped it with Topo Chico. Oh, everything's better with I'm Topo Chico. I'm in a passion fruit. This is so vibe. good. It's a What's passion fruit. It's called passion. Hum, H-U-M-M. Very delicious. And so one good. of the characters in the book is an alcoholic, so who is sober. Oh, okay. Or gained sobriety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the end. You won't know because you're 40% I can guess. Yeah. Okay, so this book is about these two kids, their freshman year of high school, that go to this ritzy public school in New York City called St. Paul's, and the girl, whose name is Charlotte, decides she's going to jump from the roof of her high school, so she crawls up. Like eighth graders? Like Maybe she's kids. eighth grade, like children. Like I thought this was going to be another Punk 57 when I started this, because the cover is sexy, and the book starts out about a 14-year-old. So she crawls up to the roof. You realize that she's had a pretty traumatic year where both of her parents died and her sister is scarred for life from a house fire that she caused. Her sister tried to save her and disfigured her face, but they're both alive. Her parents did die. So anyway, she's feels like shit and is crawling up on this roof to kill herself. It's on her birthday, which also is on Valentine's Day. And right before she does this, she cuts her wrist because she wants, I I don't, I've never been suicidal, but maybe the author has, and maybe this is an experience that I just don't share, but she wants to feel like some kind of pain before she jumps off the roof. Well, as she's thinking about all of this, someone joins her. His name is Kellen. And... They end up forming a truce where they, Kellen is also up there to jump off the roof and commit suicide. And they decide to meet on the roof every Valentine's Day until they get out of high school to kind of keep each other accountable and check in on each other. Because Charlotte is apparently has more social status than Kellen, Kellen feels like an outsider. He says, I don't want to ruin your life by making high school harder than it has to be. Please don't talk to me. We have this one thing every year where we meet on the roof and we check in on one another, but we are not friends. But you do learn that they share. Like Kellen has been writing and he they share his writing back and forth. with They pass each other notes. But it seems like they keep each other true to their, their word. And so, she gets better mm, through the years. Yes. And, yeah. So Kellen calls it the black slug of which is just this like what it feels like is maybe depression is how it's described or how he describes it and so every valentine's day when they meet up there they ask each other how it is and and charlotte is getting better she's like it's i mean i don't feel it anymore it's not this like dark cloud nothing is better like her relationship with her the sister that saved her is still pretty terrible she still feels enormous guilt from being the cause of her parents' death. But his never seems to get better. He always claims it's still there. I mean, high school just sucks. If you're in high school and you're listening to this, God. like It gets so much better. It gets better. so much better. Like, we're totally with you. Please stay with us. It's so much better on the other side of high school. And that's what I, like, my notes reflected that sentiment. Like, these are children... I hate that this is an experience that people have. And with social media, I cannot imagine what our mm-hmm. high schoolers feel today. It's 
I hope kids are nicer than they were when I was in school. But anyway, Kellen ends up committing suicide their senior year Mm -hmm. and Charlotte doesn't make it to the roof in time. So she never gets to talk to him before it happens. She's late that day. And so part of the reason Kellen is having such a hard time is his dad is a really famous author that wrote this incredible book that it's really well regarded and it's a bestseller, but he's an alcoholic and a drug addict and he has given parental rights of Kellen to a Kellen's half-brother, Tate. And Kellen hates Tate because, I mean, from Kellen's perspective, he just seems like overbearing and he doesn't care about him and he's like only worried about himself. And you only see that from Kellen's perspective for the first 100 pages of the book. And that's all Charlotte knows because she only knows Kellen. So fast forward Charlotte's obviously distraught because her best friend or the person that she's close to that knew the secret about her has committed suicide and the book restarts again after all of that trauma happens with Charlotte in a new job as a literary agent, New York City, and her boss is having a baby. Did you make it this far? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Past this. So her boss is having a baby. It happens to be Valentine's Day. So she's having a shitty day anyway because all of this like bubbles up on Valentine's Day every year. And I think it's two years past. It's some. Uh, Kellen's. No, because she's 22. So four years. Four years. Okay. Like yeah. Four, yeah. About four years. Four years past. Her boss is having a baby and she can't get a hold of her obstetrician. So she tells Charlotte to like can you just go to his office and try to make an appointment? Like I'm having pains. Like he has to see me. It's really like, he's a really expensive doctor. It's really hard to get in. So she goes to see him and it's Tate. Kellen's Mm -hmm. older brother is the obstetrician. When the secretary won't let her pass. She's like, Hey, today's a really hard day for my boss. He doesn't take any appointments today. She's like, fuck that. I'm going to go talk to him. She hasn't put this all together yet. I don't think. At this moment, she just barges into his office and sees him fucking another woman. And then she watches him finish. That's very, like, that's a disturbing scene. I w- this is when I stopped reading. So this Nothing is when felt I stopped. spicy about this. This I, felt, like, gross. I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting this to be about children mm-hmm. where there's suicide. And now it's going to be her in the dude who died's br- uh-uh i couldn't do it i was i stopped but then i then you said you had were like finishing it and i thought all right no i'm gonna keep there's something worth reading and then i kept going and was very intrigued past this point so but some, it took me a while to get over this one of the ways so charlotte is this is the most fucked up found family trope and in Emily's to lovers the, just the tropes in this book are so twisted. Mm-hmm. They're the the tropes you knew and know and love, but they're just so fucked up. Yeah. So the found family piece is there's Nate or not Nate Tate Tate um, Marchetti uh-huh. and his dad Terry Marchetti. Terry Marchetti is the famous author that's He's become now an alcoholic. Yeah. He's pretty much homeless, and he lives with Nate in this townhouse Tate. or Tate. God damn it. <laughs> With Tate in this townhouse, Brownstone. I'm not from New York, so I don't know what you call these houses. But they live together. 
and they're so pissed at each other and it's sad. And then you have Charlotte who realizes in this like really fucked up scene mm-hmm. of finding this her best friend's her dead best friend's terrible brother is the obstetrician of her boss. It yeah. It's weird. It's also four years after this, so anyway, it just all comes to a head in this one scene. She describes him as being really handsome, Mm -hmm. which she's never met this man before. She even goes to say he looks like porn in loafers. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. I highlighted that. And there were some terms I really despised in this book. 100%. definitely one of them. Another one is when... Um, the, the, I think it's the receptionist at the, at Tate's office hates her. Sylvia. Sylvia. I think this is about Sylvia. Mm-hmm. And she says her hate-o-meter dinged. And I'm like, can you n- never say hate-o-meter? There were some things that I, I also hated how he described her as curvy and small, kissed by youth's beauty Smooth skin, delicate neck, and dainty ankles. <laughs> if I hate everything about that sentence. So there is this weird tension around Tate's age. So he's in his mid thirties yeah. and she's twenty-two. That doesn't seem incredibly weird. I mean, I would make fun of my brother if he was dating a twenty-two year old, but I don't know. I don't. It's not like illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's weirder that this guy would be interested in his little brother's best yes, friend. That's weirder than the age gap. Mm-hmm. And he seems mostly focused on the age gap. He does. Like, they don't, he never takes her out to dinner when they eventually start dating. There's he doesn't po- want to be seen out. One of the in public first times that they hang out. He at but I think it's the very first day he asks her out. He's, he asks if she'll go get a coffee because mm-hmm. he wants to learn. Obviously, these people have never met each other, but they have this weird shared traumatic experience and from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So Tate wants to know. He didn't think Kellen had any friends. He yeah. wants to know more. She wants to understand. She thought Tate was this awful person because Kellen, that's what Kellen said. So they're all, they're both trying to like figure out what Kellen, who is no longer in the story, like what he experienced, experienced and, and thought through each other. This book is so long. I've spent it's so most long. of the past few days in the later half. So it's really, this is kind of great. Yeah. Because you have like it. the experience from the first half. But in the, they, he eventually says, let's go grab coffee. I want to hear more, learn more. And she says, she's kind of interested in him and he won't go out further than coffee she goes let's go grab a drink and he says no and the reason he gives is and i quote coffee equals friendship alcohol equals face writing oh god (laughs) i'm like i'm sorry sir do you know how many people on this earth go get alcohol together with with plutonic friends without it being that you are jumping to an extreme it made me laugh and i literally asked wrote this is where and i laughed out loud <laughs> yeah she does choke on her coffee when he says that which i think is a fair yeah reaction. good for you charlotte but yeah there's a few things in here that were 
pretty shocking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, keep going. I want to hear more about what happens. So all of you, I've, we've talked about this before. I don't mind spoilers. So, mm-hmm. Rach, So they me. do, I mean, Charlotte does come to really like Tate um, in that she realizes that the person that Kellen, her best friend, experienced, that was just a version of this person that was also going through a traumatic time where as a medical grad student he had his half brother kind of yeah. dumped on his doorstep and he had to try to figure out how to do a good job when his like his dad was feeding his little brother drugs and mm-hmm. he was having to keep him away from him and his brother didn't I don't know like his dad was a famous person that Kellen idolized and it's just you can't see that through the eyes of a high schooler like, yeah oh Tate really loved his little brother. He just didn't know how to do it well. Who yeah. would? And he and he couldn't. I mean, he wasn't in a position to take care of a kid. So part of her mission is to find out more about Kellen. They're both on this kind of journey to figure out why he killed himself, what he was going through. They just want to know more about this person that neither one of them knew much about. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they each hold these different puzzle pieces to help put together Mm -hmm. the experience of this person that they both really loved. The first thing they do together is clean out Kellen's room, Mm -hmm. which has been the exact same since the day he died. And as they're going through his stuff, they find... I think this is when they find the manuscript. Well, the drawer's locked and the dad, Terry, breaks into the, man- and okay. the manuscript. So they find this manuscript of a book or Terry does or... Terry finds it. He breaks into the... Okay. Terry desk. finds it. It's a manuscript that Kellen wrote called Darling Venom. And the book is told in different... And it's called in, told in date, Tate's perspective and Charlotte's. So the chapters, they don't always alternate back and forth, but they do go back and forth. So you can see things in different people's perspectives. But at 42% of the way in, I feel like this is what I wrote in my notes. I know it's going to happen. Darling Venom will be Charlotte's big find as a literary agent. And God damn it if I wasn't. Yeah. If I didn't call it 42%. Uh-huh. That's exactly what happened. Okay. So eventually... God, this is such a – there's just so many characters in the story. But I already mentioned that Charlotte has a sister that yeah. saved her in the fire. They're in, they have a terrible relationship. And at some point – this is four years after Kellen's death. Charlotte finds a letter in Leah, her sister's room, that Kellen had dropped off at the house no. the day he killed himself. That says, please give this to Charlie. And Leah just never did because she was mad Oh, no. At her sister for having to save her and whatnot. So Charlotte finds this letter, and it basically gives this manuscript to Charlotte. It's like, I want you to edit this. I want you to finish it for me. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I feel like this has – this is a good work. Mm -hmm. And so that becomes Charlotte's new mission in the whole book. And she's already, she's like a junior literary assistant to her boss, but she wants to be an agent for books. So that is her new mission. She enlists 
Terry Marchetti, who mm-hmm. is Kellen and Tate's dad, to edit it. And so they're working together on finishing yeah. this book, Darling Venom. One thing that Tate keeps coming back to as he's falling in love with Charlotte is they feel like they're pre- betraying Kellen. Kellen. This is like yeah. Kellen's first love. And Tate feels like they're tr- – what did I write? Hold on. Tate and Charlie are grieving Kellen and feel like they're betraying betraying him at the same time. Because mm-hmm. they both keep coming back to like the person we love is Kellen. Yeah. But does it feel like because the whole book Darling Venom mm-hmm. is about his love for Charlotte, who he never got to see fulfilled because they only met mm-hmm. once a year for mm-hmm. four years. But he wrote this book about her. And in the book, they have a happy ending. Oh. Which is really sad. I This isn't where I thought the book was going to... I kind of hoped... Uh, oh. In my head, there was a moment where maybe Terry is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't this... This doesn't make sense now that I think about the age and the timeline. Maybe he pushed Kellen or Kellen didn't really kill himself. And then the, their guilt will be removed oh. and they can fall in love. Mm. That's kind of where I thought maybe it would go. So, no. What you do find out at the very end is – so Terry wrote this book called The Imperfections. Mm-hmm. It is a cult classic. It's not just a cult classic. It's a classic novel Mm -hmm. it's the only one he wrote that was popular he could never finish another book before he became an alcoholic he had told people publicly that he wrote it while he was high and he couldn't write another book unless he was like drunk or high he told tate that he plagiarized it one night and tate just hated his dad so he didn't care at all he's like i've never read the imperfections you're just a shitty you're shitty dad you're a shitty person you provide no value to society so he didn't care about it but after his dad sobers up and i kind of wish you had read the last few chapters because they were it was like the epilogue it was kind of a wild ride but you find out the person that his dad plagiarized this world-renowned book that people study, like kids like read it in high school, was from Kellen. That's what I. That's what I thought. Kellen had written okay, it and shared it with his I dad. That's what I thought was happen. But I thought that maybe Terry didn't want Kellen to tell people that, and so had. Well, Kellen never did, and so his dad carries all this guilt because he knows this. Everyone carries guilt because of this boy mm-hmm. suicide and I don't know the book tied everything up in a bow mm-hmm. and everyone seemed to be fine with that 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 was the in the epilogue mm-hmm. it told you that he had plagiarized his book from his son Woo, his son heavy. who was in eighth grade his yeah. like eighth grade son wrote this book which just feels but he got into Harvard. That was a whole thing, too, where he had actually gotten mm-hmm. into Harvard. That's when I thought maybe he didn't actually commit suicide because it seemed like she was questioning why. I almost wish – I mean, I just wish suicide didn't exist. Mm-hmm. I, just, I would rather it be murder, which is heinous and fucked up. But suicide just sucks mm-hmm. so bad that I t- I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I would have rather it been murder. This – so I do think this book, even – 
and I'm still going to finish it. <laughs> this isn't a DNF for me at all. This feels like a book that does show you almost like the other side of suicide where you're mm-hmm. just like, you didn't, he didn't, Kellen didn't really know these people or what was going on, you yeah. know? And we, we've said a few times with in this podcast and others that deal with suicide, man, just hang on. It gets better. Mm-hmm. Like there's something on the other side. It just, it's worth it. Or you don't, you don't see the whole picture right now. Yeah. And I thought this is that where he thought one thing about Kellen. He thought one thing about Charlotte and, then when those two people come together, you realize Kellen actually had it wrong mm-hmm. and couldn't see the whole picture. And they're having yeah. to piece it together without him, which is tragic. And I think that's kind of what that TikTok was getting at is that this is not just a the cover light sucks. romance. Yeah, no, you think it's going to be about... a typical Kindle Unlimited romance mm-hmm spicy book and this is this is a it's heavy it's Mm -hmm. so heavy and thought-provoking even um, there are some silly lines that I didn't love or whatever but there's a it's thought-provoking a book cannot be oh what was the witch book we read you're the witch you're the witching no no no. the book about the girl that lived in the the girl that lived (laughs) the girl that lived no, she lived in the house with the two daughters. She was their tutor, their witch tutor. Oh, very irresistible. The Society of Very the Society of Irregular Witches. That the was very the, secret society for regular witches. That is the most perfect book I've ever read. I know. No book can be that book. It's so That's good. the bar that I hold every it doesn't matter what genre. There was nothing in that book that annoyed me. That's when I'm gonna reread every year, I think. It's, it's just so a good. perfect book. Mm-hmm. And Especially when we're reading these romances that I feel like, God, they're the the verbiage and the words yeah. they choose to use are so annoying and irritating. Why can't they just be that? Why can't they why can't they do better? Mm-hmm. I'd love to read like a really spicy romance that's written so well. I mean, I feel like all of these things we want exist where I'm like, I want a nice guy romance or I want one that mm-hmm. is the the words are all great at this also yeah <laughs> the words are great that sounds how like do they test. talk about a penis why <laughs> can't they use words that penises better i just i think it all exists someone just has to suggest it to us because i can't go digging through kindle unlimited forever and honestly that's part of why i'm over the spring break of spices mm-hmm. i can't dnf another like i feel like i'm constantly reading bits and pieces of them to try to find exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. There's just so much. You know who's not going to let you down? Who? Oh, Meg. Bernie. Oh, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie. Bernie Sanders. I'll go read. This not book is spicy. great. No. Oh, God, no. God. So. <laughs> Unspicy. Let me tell you the part of this book that I c- genuinely could not mm-hmm. read. I was skim skimming past it. The first time she goes to him. She goes to him for her first gynecologist I didn't know you'd visit. made this far. I wasn't even going to talk about it because it was so horrible. I am traumatized reading. Your first visit to the gynecologist is sort of traumatizing. And I say this, I say I shouldn't even use the word traumatizing because we're talking about a book about suicide and actual trauma. Yeah. It's awful, though, to go to the mm-hmm. gynecologist. She goes to a guy who she has a crush on, who is her First crushes, who's dead's brother. 
And she doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to go. Her boss schedules the appointment. And she's a virgin and he doesn't know. And there's a whole thing about her, him breaking her hymen. I feel none of that was right. None of it's right. D- did you think, are you really a man writing this? No, I, at that point, I thought it was a man writing it. Are we sure it's not? Did you? I'm sure did it's you not. Dig? Yeah. I thought this ain't right. Then she has an orgasm while mm-hmm. he's doing it. And all of all of this was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever read. This whole scene was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever read. I didn't have a note about that because I wanted to die. Give me the craziest smut you've ever. Bring it on. (laughs) Give it to me. Because if I I could. But But your feet in stirrups. Get the fuck out. I don't want to read about a gynecologist visit. No. Doing. No. I hated. I hated that more than I can describe it made me never want to go back to a gynecologist and i have never had any also it talked about the him palming her clitoris while he did the no also all the questions he asked her because most of what he said during that exam was pretty professional it was in her purview Mm -hmm. this chapter was Except for the the hymen breaking. Like, I went to a, my OB when I was a virgin, and that was not part of the They're visit. They're not like, do you want me to? Do you want me to break your hymen? It's not a thing. Like, no, I want you, I want to get out of this room as quickly as possible. Also, the actual. Put my pants back on. It takes like 30 seconds. The, a, a visit is not that long. No. I, I just, I, I've never hated anything more. Then I hated that whole thing. That whole position. I can't. If my, is this, a, this is maybe a kink people have, though. I don't know. Whoa. Were they like but if hot gynecologist? But if my gynecologist was hot, that when would make I'm, me even less I'm never going on. to. I mean, I'm sure it's different based on your sexual orientation. But I'm a straight woman. I ain't ever going to a, a man. I'm never going to a man gynecologist. No, but even if he was hot, I'm not going to. Get turned on. That's the most awkward. It's the worst, most awkward. I hate going to that doctor's visit. No one is going. It it does. No, no, just no. Just no about this whole scene. No, no. no, It would have never happened. (laughs) Never happened. No, this never happened. (laughs) Okay, one thing I did love about the book that made me feel oddly comforted Uh was... I don't know, about 75% of the way through, she realized that she really loves Tate. Mm-hmm. And so she tells him, mm-hmm. it's like, I love you. And he's very uncomfortable with this. And she's like, I know you're uncomfortable with it. And I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to tell like you. That. And I know you love me too. And you don't want to tell me because that is scary to you. No, you're good. Okay. But I'm going to keep telling you that. And I want it to be something that you always know and it's not going to be I'm going to keep telling you so much that's Mm -hmm. not jarring to you and I just feel like as a girl growing up in the age of Mm rom-coms you expected love to happen quicker Mm. than maybe it did for I don't know in my experience with falling in love I always felt like I was very quick to do it Mm -hmm. and but I couldn't say it until the, the person that I said it to like I want to make sure they know 
they are in love with me too before I say that because I don't want to put myself out there. And I loved Charlotte's. Yeah, like, I like that. I, I like mm-hmm. that. I The confidence that she had. Yeah. She's like, no, I know you feel this and I know you don't want to tell me. And I get that. Yeah. I'm going to keep telling you because I do love you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that so that when you're ready to tell me, mm-hmm. you're in a safe like Aww, spot. And I, I do like that. That was one too. of my favorite. I never read a book that did something like that. And it was really sweet. Oh, I like that. I do. Yeah, I like that. Oh, now. OK, I'm going to I'm going to finish this one. This is not a DNF. I'm going to I'm going to finish it, even knowing what happens. But, I mean, the, the sex scenes are not like they're they're odd. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I would not say this is like a spicy book. OK, the cover. I sure thought it was going to be. The cover really was misleading. Yeah. Her TikTok was perfect. You would, you feel emotional. I never cried, but. I was more shocked than anything mm-hmm. where I just wasn't expecting it to be about What that. it was about. Or, or someone to even tackle that. That's a tough, kudos to the author for yeah. even saying. The rest of her books also kind of look, they all have the same-ish cover. Hmm. Like a man looking half-dressed. Yeah. My uh, coworker calls him Brad's Beach Reads After Dark. Oh my god! Because you know you don't want to like read that Beach book out in public. Oh Beach, my it's god. a Brad. It's a Brad. It's a Beach Read After Dark. This was not a Beach Read. I wouldn't say, but no. it is definitely an After Dark cover. It's also not a book you should be reading while simultaneously reading a book about socialism, socialism, and- or like the fall of capitalism. Like what a bummer <laughs> to go back and forth. I am ready for some. I have some summer. I have some just summer book ideas, Ooh. some that I've been keeping track of that I'm ready to, maybe we just do some randos, you know? Yeah. It can just be whatever we want to read. I feel like we've been trying to pick themes, which I usually like, mm-hmm. um, but I want to be, maybe I just want to be free. We're entering our chaos. I'm already, I'm not going to lie, I'm already looking forward to fall. I've already got a ton of spooky ones that I am ready I mean, for. could all, could all of our, season, like, what if summer is just spooky? Spooky, spooky summer. Spooky summer. <laughs> I... Yeah, I've already had a whole list of spooky ones to read. I did. So I lightly casted this. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. We're getting back in the mm-hmm. zone. I, I don't have – I just have the two main characters. I okay. don't have Kellen, which makes me kind of sad. But he was like a child mm-hmm. when you met him. And I don't – I don't know any kids. <laughs> but I'm going to give you – okay. Wednesday Adams. Oh, Jenny Ortega. Jenny Ortega. Okay. For She's Charlotte. Charlotte. I love her. The author describes Charlotte in the most outlandish outfits. She sure does. I She's can, okay, gothic. Yeah. She wears big bows. I, yeah. The, the amount of times. Don't they, you picture kind of like an emo kid from our emo era? Kid. Yeah. yeah. MySpace emo kid is what I kept but picturing. But also attracted to her is this doctor that wears like suits every day it it seems super strange sometimes the outfits that these that men are put in i'm like ew no the black tight turtleneck i can't no okay anyway who did you think of for him i'm gonna show you a picture i actually think he looks like the guy on the cover and maybe that's why do you know who Theo James is? Yes. Oh yes. Yes. From Divergent. Yes. That's exactly who I pictured. One that's exactly who I pictured. Percent. 
it didn't he doesn't he's not the guy in the photo mm -hmm. but be, with that that's having that visual in my head plus how he's described too. he's like kind of broody and mm -hmm. um oh my god he'd be perfect he'd be perfect Ooh, even like the together, age difference that does make sense we were usually bad about age differences mm -hmm. but that would no their age is right now yeah it would oh, feel like perfect. a little weird like Jenny Ortega's too young for him I know I thought he did a really good job I, I think he did a great job um fresh this is like first dipped you you're dipping your toes back in after the akatar you had to cast everyone 50 million times yeah Too i'm much ready controversy i'm ready to come you back your toes back in and you a plus thank you you're welcome <laughs> but i would give this book a b yeah i'm, I'm not i'm, gonna I'm not gonna grade it, it because i'm not don't grade it i i thought it was good i and it could be a lot of things like it was unexpected yeah mm -hmm. Should, go read it people Go read it, folks. Yeah. Cool. Well, we don't have a – we don't know what we're doing next week. It could be. It's okay to be angry about capitalism by Bernie Sanders. <laughs> My – what if we just 180 <laughs> into politics? Like cold splash of water right Man, to your If I could talk shop. about anything forever right now, it's probably politics. <laughs> <laughs> we live in Nashville right now, so. Yeah. We don't know what we're going to read. Probably not – well, we probably will read – I'll probably eventually read the Bernie Sanders book, but – well, That's probably not what we're going to talk about on the podcast. We should bring my dad on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing would make me Welcome happier. to the book report, dad. That'd be so funny. Um, but yeah, we'll let everyone know what we're going to read. <laughs> I, there's a, a few spring ones I have. I'll send you. Maybe we'll do one of those. Spring, okay. summer. Maybe it'll be spicy. Maybe it won't. We don't know. We're in a transitional period of seasons. April has been really hard. April's if we take another, hard. if we take a couple weeks off in the next month, it's been a wild been month. We've got traveling, travel, finishing houses, sickness, mm -hmm. soccer season. Oh, yeah, I got kids. strep again. You're right, you got strep again. <laughs> it's just people go in town to visit. Yeah. It's been thing on thing on thing. So mm -hmm. trying to get books read and re podcast recorded has been tough. And we're not going to be hiding ourselves. Yeah. We're doing this for fun. So yeah. we hope you had fun listening to us talk about a book that I didn't finish. <laughs> Because sober. this season is hard. <laughs> wow, we're sober. Do it in cheers. We'll cheers now. Cheers. Cheers. With our mugs. There we go. <laughs> Big old clunky cheers. Oh, just to also put it out there, my husband criticized your editing because of our mouth sounds. I thought he was more criticizing your mouth sounds. <laughs> no, I think he was. I'm. And maybe it's me criticizing your editing because <laughs> he could hear my I, mouth sounds. I bet, it, I bet I know what episode it was. Because there was one where I didn't do a good job editing out the mouth sounds because I was in a rush. Mm -hmm. So I'll do a better job editing out the mouth sounds, Rach's husband, <laughs> if you're listening. Well, thanks for listening. I didn't take it personally. Even with our mouth sounds. <laughs> thanks, everyone, and have a good week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of The Book Report with Allie and Rach. You can find us on Instagram at Book Report Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at, at Book Report Podcast. And if you want to write us an email, you can write us an email at thebookreportpod at gmail.com.